What's up, Train 2.0? I have been following Peter McKinnon, so I'm trying his intro. And like Peter McKinnon, by the way, he's a YouTube guy, YouTube vlogger. He does tutorials on photography and video, which I've been absolutely loving. Like Peter McKinnon, I, if you've seen my YouTube videos, you know my hair is getting long, so I'm headed up to Uptown Barbers on Main and like 12th. And if you're ever in Vancouver, it's the place to go because it's all cash. $16 haircuts, they're just phenomenal. They're fast, they're great. And of course, you know, you tip the extra four bucks. So it works out to be a $20 haircut. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. And, and they just do an absolutely great job. Sometimes they tell me some strange things, like I needed to, to smoke some weed for my concussion. You know, I don't take their medical advice, but get, get a haircut there. It's a fun time. So, like I said, I'm just kind of on my way, and these 10 minutes are a great opportunity for a podcast. I'm just walking up the hill. Now, one thing I've been realizing, maybe this has been explained somewhere in like a speed skating book or a figure skating book that I just simply don't want to read, but the physics of skating are just not explained anywhere. And often I get people being like, oh, this is explained in like this 1970 something or other text that someone builds and blah, blah, blah. But you know what? I'm a millennial. I don't want to watch, read, or listen to something that's boring. So you know what? Sue me. What is up is I want to find something interesting I want to create something interesting and accurate to explain what's going on with the physics of skating. Because I think the way that people look at skating nowadays is, or just in general, is really in a linear fashion. And what they think of is they think of the ground and they think of friction and they think that the body has to align itself to use friction to generate movement. We'll wait for that truck to go by. But the downhill skating system isn't about using friction to generate movement. It's about using the force of gravity, centripetal force and momentum, plus body weight shifts for movement. And when you see, when I, when I watch Barzell skate now, and you guys are probably starting to see that too. When I watch Barzal or, or McDavid skate, I see that they're just constantly using gravity, centripetal force, momentum, and their edges to move. They literally just lean their body over, they shift their body weight, and then boom, they are moving, and they're moving faster and faster. Now, how I think that is different from power skating, or at least as, a, as it's kind of perceived to me, is that with these, with power skating, it's like you push and you, you orient your blade, you, you turn your blade so that the blade doesn't slip, and then you push your leg, you extend your leg to push that blade away from you. That's generally how I think power skating is taught. Even the term power skating sort of implies that. Right? Uh, I think that power is considered as like work times 
what is that distance or whatever right work times time or whatever the amount of work done over time that's the sorry that's the uh, that's the formula and so all that pushing and power right that imply it implies that now what downhill skating is is let's imagine you're moving forward right you have forward momentum if what you do is you tilt the edge to the right right you tilt your left foot inside and you tilt your right foot outside what happens is your momentum is going straight forward but when you turn the edge that momentum that's going straight forward now becomes centripetal force it's forcing you to the left because what an object in motion wants to stay in motion right so then you turn the blades to the right your body wants to go left so what that allows you to do is the more you turn those blades over the more you can actually lean over because now the centripetal force allows you to remain in equilibrium because of the curvature on your blade the rocker on your blade what ends up happening is you can not just be on an arc for a second and turn left for a second or a moment, you actually remain on an arc, right? So you remain on an arc as you're leaning into the turn. So what you can do is if you understand this, and I don't mean understand it consciously, I mean understand it physically, understand the feeling of it. Once you understand that feeling, you can unlock literally all aspects of skating. The pivots, the tight turns, the different transitional movements, deking, accelerating. And this really nicely ties into your shooting and your stick handling. Because if you understand how to use the rocker of your blade and orient your body to use centripetal force to get equilibrium with gravity and and using that rocker of the blade to counteract your upper body's movements you understand that your upper body's movements are always rotational shooting isn't a linear thing it's not a push it's not like a bench press it's a rotational thing it's like throwing a baseball swinging a bat swinging a golf club so when you're moving at speed in hockey, hockey is a game of speed, we all know that, and you have the, your lower body doing a great job with your maintaining a, a, this rotational ability because it's always on the edge, then your upper body can also have that rotational property. What happens is players who are linear, who are pushers, who think of pushing the body away and then holding themselves in place with tension is they naturally have to give up a whole bunch of power because what is everything has to be counterbalanced in the body if the upper body moves too strongly and the lower body doesn't have the equal and opposite force to counteract that you just fall over that's how it works but if you can with subtle and relaxed movements, counter move your lower body to your upper body, your upper body can move with much more force. 
So this is the way that players who are not strong, let's talk about a Kucherov, for example, who's 180 pounds, can generate such a ferocious shot. How he can move so quickly. When you see muscle-bound, much stronger, bigger players who cannot move as, as swiftly as him, who don't have as hard of a shot as he does. This is the secret, it's leverage. Now, let's, let's imagine a, a game, because this is where we're going. Let's imagine a game where players have these magic mechanics like Kucherov and then have the strength of a Milan Lucic. That is, that is where the game is going, because if you look at like rugby or football, for example, those players have that, those mechanics plus their physical specimens. That hasn't happened yet because Hockey hasn't figured out how to teach movements yet. What happens is these players, like Kucherov, are these anomalies, right? So these guys are anomalies that stand out and they kind of defy the laws of strength and conditioning as what works for, say, rugby or football. And we haven't yet figured out how to train that purposely. And then, and then add that strength and conditioning component to it. So I really think that's the future. Once we have the magic mechanics training system dialed in, then we can have a really great strength and conditioning program built on top of that. And I think that's the future. I think that's where things are going. That remains to be seen. Now, I'm going to go get my hair cut. I'm almost at the barbershop. Thanks for listening to this poor quality audio, but I hope it was insightful, and I really appreciate you listening. Thanks so much.